Tell us about Yellowstone. I've never been. Well, so it was good. We didn't spend a lot of time in the actual park, which was a little disappointing. Um, because I'd never been before. But we, I mean, we saw the we saw Old Faithful. We didn't get to see it erupt, which sucked. But we saw the hot springs, and we went up Mount Washburn, which is like the highest point. So we saw the highlights. It goes um, off like once an hour, right? We got, we got down my... the mountain a little bit. It's like hour and fifteen, hour and a half, something like that. But we only had an hour there, and we got there like right as it erupted, so we missed it. Darn! Did but the super volcano go off? It was cool. It was a lot of time in the car. Yeah, I, I can imagine. How long of a drive is it from? I still think it's uh, from Grand Forks. It was thirteen and a half. Oh my god! <laughs> on our way back, so we didn't. On our way back, we uh, we didn't leave. We left near Red Lodge on our way back because we kind of like looped out. So it was like a 10 and a half, 11 hours from where we were leaving from. And uh, we make it about three or four hours into our drive. And uh, our check engine light comes on in our van. We were driving in two separate vehicles. And I was in a 2020 minivan with three other people. And our check engine light comes on. And I got got. So we pull over and I do not know a lot about cars. I'm pretty good at general maintenance, but I, I wouldn't call myself like a car guy by any means, not by any semblance of the word. Um, no, really? And I knew the most out of our group in the car. <laughs> so I go and I go and look at it and I'm like, yeah, well, that's an engine. Um, <laughs> that uh, sure is. That is an engine. engine. That, that's an engine. Um, Did you replace your blinker cool fluid? In it. Was that, was that the oil light? in it? Uh, I didn't know what it was. It's well, and so I didn't, what I made the ma- mistake I made which was dumb when I think about it, but it made sense at the time, was that when the check engine light came on, the oil light did not come on. And okay. so my thought was, oh, well, it's not the oil, or the oil light would have come on. So I didn't even bother to check the oil. Um, we make it another like, hour down the road, and all of a sudden the car decides, you know what? I don't want to go faster than 60 miles an hour with my balls. <laughs> it went into limp mode? <laughs> and if we try to accelerate past 60, it went into limp mode. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and if it wanted to go past sixty, it's like no. So we fucking we pull over at this next gas station, and we, at this point we caught up with the other van. All right, something something they right here. So at this point, I decided you know it's probably a good idea if I check the oil. That's there is you. no oil. <laughs> There's no oh, oil. <laughs> there is no oil on the dipstick. You were just raw dogging like, well, the car. Well, that's not okay. good. Yeah, we raw dogged the car for like two hundred miles, and it didn't <laughs> seize that. Yeah. That <laughs> So, 2020 Chrysler Voyager, guys. Uh, it's a little shout out. Um, yeah, exactly. But so we so we fill it. We fill the oil tank back up, and I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, how the fuck is there no oil, right? Well, we had been driving down some rather sketchy mountain gravel rock roads, and we we bottomed out our fair share of times in this poor, poor. Of course. Van. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm, you, you think we could have punched a hole in a, so we pour like all this oil in, like we fill our oil tank and I get underground and sure enough, sure as shit, there's like a puddle of oil underneath it. Oh I'm my like, well, God. that's not good. <laughs> and so the problem is we're, you know, we're like, we're at this point we're like in, I think it was, it starts with a G, you might know, it's like Gwendolyn or something, Montana. Uh, okay. Glendive, Montana? Yeah, Glendive, Glendive, Montana. So like, we're still like. God, a little over an hour from the North Dakota to Dickinson, which was the closest like real town in North Dakota. Right. Real. Um, <laughs> and we're driving a North Dakota state fleet vehicle. So like, we have to get it back. We can't just leave it there. <laughs> and at this point, it's like, it's like nine 30 at night at this point, And we're still like eight hours from home. So nobody's in a good mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, 
people are talking about getting a hotel, and I'm like, we are not getting a fucking hotel. Okay, there's no way we're getting a hotel. We're going home tonight. We'll all pile in the other <laughs> van. And so we decided, all right, we're going we're gonna to whip to Dickinson. We'll at least get the car to Dickinson. You know, we'll, we, we bought a whole bunch of extra oil. You know, it's not leaking out fast enough. We'll make Dickinson. We'll fill it up halfway again if we have to. Were you we'll freshly out of, like, flex tape or something? Uh, I know. Well, I had the same yeah, I thought. I, I, we should have flex sealed it. I didn't think about it. I Actually, I did think about duct tape. But uh, I didn't want to sound stupid, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, As you do. But so we hit Dickinson. And we stop at, like, the, the state fleet, like, motor pool thing. And we're like, hey, you know, we, we lost, like, a little bit of oil, you know. Like, we overfilled it. We're just down to, like, the, a little under the line now. Like, fuck it. I bet we can make Bismarck. So we drive to Bismarck. Oh, my God. <laughs> we hit Bismarck. We're like, all right, we're about halfway, full, like, of where it's, like, like, right in the middle of where it should be. We top it off. Oh, I bet we can make Jamestown. <laughs> we drive to Jamestown. We put a little more oil. And fuck, we drove that bitch all the way back. <laughs> to God, love damn, brother. 974 miles <laughs> the that's insane <laughs> that must awful. have been a really slow leak if uh, it didn't dude and like i it must have happened because we like two or two or three different times we drove up these sketchy ass like dirt mountain roads where we bottomed the fu- i mean we abused that poor van it got bottomed out so many times yeah, and yeah. uh I, and it, it must not have done it then, but it must have been literally our last thing we did before we leave is we were at this mine and we drove up to the old mining camp. And uh, on our way down, we bottomed out one last time. And that must have been the one that fucking did it. Just couldn't handle anymore. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> that yeah. is quite the, quite the Did you go there. through... Uh... Yeah, it was... Did you go through Billings on your way? Yeah. Or Okay. God, you were right only, across like, Montana. Like, the only way. Yeah, we uh, we got off the exit a little bit before, like I think we were probably like within like sixty miles of Bozeman before we got off the interstate. Sure. Hmm. Interesting. Sure. Well, you know, I for, uh, for cold I open wise, that's pretty topic wise. Yeah, go go ahead, Nick. I yeah. um, I drove. So I got my oil changed. This was last winter break, and my grandparents wanted to take us out of the country. We're going to go on a, a cruise for uh, Christmas, which was awesome. It was great. I mean, we didn't, like, get presents, but you know what? This fine. A cruise is really expensive. I totally get yeah, it. Exactly. That cruise is a whole story in of itself yeah. and the stuff <laughs> surrounding that. We could talk yeah. about that later. Oh. But... <laughs> we'll probably bring Sam back because he's involved with that story, if you guys remember yeah. Sam from yeah, yeah, exactly. a dozen episodes back or whatever. But anyways... Just before we left for that, I got an oil change because I, I was home and I needed one. I go to the same mechanic every time. And normally they do a great job, but I drive it home. And this was like the last time I was going to drive it other than like one more time to go to the store quick. I park it in the garage. It's fine. You know, it, you know, I pick it up in the evening and I park it and go inside. And the next morning I leave to go do that one last thing I needed to do. <laughs> and... I get maybe a mile away from my house and I see that low oil pressure light is on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's really weird. I'll, you know what? I'll just, I'll keep going. I'll check it at the store. It's only like, you know, another mile or two away. And I keep going and I keep going. And then the, the check engine light comes on. I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> no, it's never so good. So I decided to turn around to go back home. 
and I I don't remember if it started flashing. My brain tells me that the check engine light started to flash, but That's it might never not. Good have. It's, never it's a good terrible sign. sign. That's it's like a you need to shut the car sign. off. Yeah. <laughs> um, God damn it. I get back, I open the garage to put the car back in the garage, I turn it off. But when I get out of the car, I notice there's just a giant puddle of oil on the ground in my garage. So I don't know what happened, but I think what happened, I called the mechanic, I told them this, because, you know, it, it, you know I take it there every time. I told them, I'm like, why is all all of the oil from my car on the ground? <laughs> And they're no, like, God, that's really weird. I don't know. We'll send a flatbed. We'll come pick it up in the morning. Just for funsies, when the engine cooled down, I go to mm. check my dipstick. Generously, I would say it was bone dry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so by the time, yeah, there was no thought. oil in my car. <laughs> How much was so, on the ground? Or did you, I think did you what get, happened like, is pan? all of it. All of oh, the okay. oil was on the on the garage that's a fun floor. Little cleanup. Like that is fun. It, it, I, my car was bone dry before I left, so it had leaked out all overnight. And I just didn't see it when I like left. Apparently, what what probably happened is they they stripped the bolt, like the I don't know what it's called, but the bolt that holds your oil in. So when I was driving home, the pressure just popped the bolt out, and all of the <laughs> oil leaked on the floor of my garage. <laughs> um, that happens. And that was two days before I had to to go out of the country. So, like, I had to call them and be like, you need to fix my car and fix my fucking garage floor before I leave now. in two days. Uh, but luckily, they did. They're, I mean, they're, they're a real yeah. stand-up crew. It's not, not like them, but it was fucking... What? Good God. I can't wait to it, tell yeah. the story about that cruise. But you gotta love the, uh, the auto workers, real stand-up guys. It's a... Uh... It's a real shame that they were uh, getting fucked over, Cam. Why don't you uh, give us our little intro here? I, I was going to say, like, um, two stories. I wish I could add my own of car troubles, but I don't know. My car has been fairly reliable. I mean, until she isn't, like, sometimes it'll just die. But, I mean, that's perfectly reasonable for a 2004 car. I mean, it's ancient. But, um, no, we, we have a theme for today's um, episode. We've been ba- We've been gone for a couple weeks, but... The world has been continuing to turn um, between technical difficulties a few weeks ago for our Labor Day episode and last week, which is with Griffin deciding to enjoy nature rather than discuss the world of uh, American geopolitics, whatever. Horse apiece, I guess. Yeah, exactly. We uh, we took a couple weeks off, but we are back live and alive in a certain way, much like, as Griffin alluded to, the strike. Um, Hot labor summer has dipped into hot labor fall. And as of last Friday at midnight, the United Auto Workers, one of the largest unions still left in this country, decided to do a strike. Now, not a full strike, a targeted strike at the uh, uh, at different plants throughout the country, starting off with three locations in Detroit. Because of, as Griffin said, poor working conditions, terrible pay, and just general uh, automation basically taking their jobs as um, more and more technology goes into the factory floor. So... As always, we'll be showing solidarity by talking about them today, as well as having a shit ton of other news, because as I mentioned, the world kept turning while we were not uh, covering it, and I just kept adding and adding to my stories, but it should be a fun show. Um, yeah, we will, uh, if I can remember what music it was, I can actually remember, uh, wait, wait, I don't know, this is <laughs> Episode 27, part 6, baby, let's go. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, music's not working. I, I, can, I, can I thought it was it 37? Whatever. Who, who knows? Episode 27.5 or 37.5? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> we could keep whatever track, it was. I think it was 27. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. We've been no, on episode uh, 27 it's for the been, last six weeks. So. It's an episode. That is true. It was, we, we recorded 28, but the file got deleted. It was uh, a lot of fun. It was a good time for our Labor Day episode. Um, we took a couple weeks out. Honestly, we had to get, a, we had to get another uh, funding from George Soros. We ran out, had to go back to uh, Daddy Soros yeah. to get fa- a paid. So, But we got it, and we're back. So. Yeah, it's hard. We it um, really can't keep this running without that Jewish money. So... Uh, yeah, exactly. Billionaire who, at the time of the Holocaust, was 12, but he was not a Nazi collaborator, according to Alex Jones, because math isn't a thing, I guess. But, you know, so I haven't had a chance to talk to either of you about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't had a chance to talk to either of you about this, but I think we'll start off with this, uh, with some with some local stuff, and then we'll branch off to the more important stuff. Obviously, this is fairly important electorally, but it's more personal, I guess. In Wisconsin, uh, last April, uh, if, if keen-eared listeners, oh boy, will remember, I worked for the Democratic Party of Wisconsin, unfortunately, um, and I worked to get Judge Janet, Protaz- Judge Janet Protazeowitz onto the state Supreme Court, which she won in a fairly, uh, mar- fairly big electoral win last April, and she was sworn in on August 1st. She has not heard a case yet in her nearly two months of uh, at the state Supreme Court. But before she can even hear a case at the state Supreme Court, Wisconsin GOP lawmakers are threatening to impeach her before she hears a single damn case. <laughs> now, we, we, love, we love electoral politics because it's basically just showing your L's at all points because they have absolutely no standing to impeach her other than she got a $10 million donation to her campaign from the Democratic Party of Wisconsin as every justices, every state Supreme Court justice has had since the beginning of electoral politics in Wisconsin as they are directly elected. So conservative judges get one from the uh, Republicans and vice versa. But because it was Janet and she got that, they are claiming she cannot rule in a fair and balanced manner on the, on the current legislative map that is going to dictate the 2024 election. Uh, it's gerrymandered to hell. Wisconsin is really, really bad with that. We have uh, essentially a permanent supermajority in both chambers of uh, of the state legislature. So it's super fun there. And to keep, hold on to this power, the Republican uh, lawmakers are threatening to impeach her before she hears the case. As she said during the campaign, they are rigged and unfair. So it's pretty great. And how this ties back to me specifically, I have a uh, professor this semester. Now, what's special about him is in 2021, he ran for attorney general of Wisconsin as a Republican. He also received funding from both oh, no. the both the NRA and the WISC GOP, which is not the Wisconsin GOP. The WISC GOP is a far-right collective akin to the Freedom Caucus of Wisconsin, and he gladly accepted many thousands of dollars from these people. So... I am hearing this man talk about the Supreme Court in my class while he uh, ran for this and whatever he can run for whatever like that take take the money if you want take the bag and run, but specifically about this story is he came out in favor of impeachment last week in an article that I got to read right before class. So that was a lot of fun getting to hear him talk about politics right after that, knowing where he truly stands in this world. 
a true unbiased professor. That's so funny. I'm I'm surprised that all the uh, like he can survive in Madison with that. You guys haven't run him out of town. I'm sure it might happen at some point, but he is a decent teacher. But yeah, his uh, personal politics are a little left to be desired, I guess. We love uh, I'm little, ending I'm democracy. I'm a little jealous of Madison right now. Why is that? I'm a little jealous of Madison right now. I mean, I, I usually am because, you know, Grand Fork sucks. But you guys had mm. the goat in your town. I we do tomorrow. Yesterday. We do on Friday. Well, no, you had the other goat. The female goat. The one, oh, the only. Yes. Sister Cindy yes. herself. Absolutely. The Ahonomo. And I'm jealous. Uh, I, she, actually, yes. I, I think I want to pull up because uh, the list of sins were awesome. Um, so guys, you know, none of us here are overtly religious at uh, TLGR, but uh, in case you were not well-versed in your Bible readings recently, uh, we got an updated <laughs> sin list that uh, I'll yes, read we did. now. Updated sin <laughs> list. Feel free, feel free if you want to make this <laughs> a right, drinking game uh, from at home. The top. Drink for everyone that you would fail. Yeah, so uh, we'll start from the top. Uh, fake Christians, abortionists, Jesus mockers, fornicators, rebellious women, of Muslims, disobedient children masturbators uh my personal that's uh, actually this is not my personal favorite but it's a good one uh sports nuts um <laughs> the prideful hypocrites cross-dressers buddhists my personal favorite good people that uh, you heard that right yeah. folks good it was people on the bottom they're of going the to hell they're sinners <laughs> obviously <laughs> good people right between buddhists and thieves <laughs> um in, inventors of evil Right up there with good people. Um, homosexuals. Wait, so if, if I just participate in animals, evil but don't invent it, I'll be fine. Yeah, if you, you can do the evil, but as long as you didn't invent it, that's okay. <laughs> okay, good. good. Um, so far. Idolaters, adulterers, liars, anarchists. Tough guys, sorry. Yeah. Uh, another one of my personal favorite, Catholics. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> right next to the, the next best one. <laughs> Murderers, <laughs> yeah. atheists, uh, porn freaks, liberals, <laughs> Satanists, cowards, false teachers, Hindus, and money lovers. God, we should make a tier <laughs> list out of that uh, fucking dude, thing. We should, that could be a Patreon episode. A tier that list. Is, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I am 100% down. No, it is. She was on campus on Monday, uh, and she did garner quite the crowd reaction. There were a lot of people around her, but what made it best was, too, while she was giving her sermon on, like, the mound, two, two feet to the left of her was an anti-abortion activist group who were, like, literally yelling at women who were, like, walking down the streets to close their legs. His exact words were, close your Jesus. legs, that's your free health care. So, we love fascists on campus. It was a lot of fun, a lot of uh, fun politics on Monday. We get like you, uh, one religious yeah. guy on campus here. We've had one in my three years, or two and some change years here, and he got bullied. Like somehow he got bullied in Grand Forks, which is impressive. Which is saying something. No, uh, she, yeah. she was definitely not. Out of it. it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, she was. Sister Cindy was definitely not uh, admired with like good reception by any means. Everyone was basically there, being like, "What are you doing here? Y'all crazy? Like, go away." Which honestly, to be expected. Why would you come to Madison with that? Like. We are, like, the heart of evil no, compared well, to you. I'm, like, what are you saying? Yeah, but, I mean, she's... Sister Cindy isn't even, like, the... Like, everybody understands that Sister Cindy is a meme at this point, And they love it. So, like, yeah. I, if, if Sister Cindy came to Grand Forks, I would be there in a fucking Hono Mo shirt cheering her oh, on yeah. the whole way. It would be awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
what, you know what uh when you when you had talked about the goat coming to campus i, t- I thought you meant our friday guest um on friday uh the man the myth the legend and the corpse um bernie uh sanders is coming on friday senator from vermont oh i love him so much but the tickets sold out within yep. three hours of being posted i didn't even know there were tickets to go but wow. they were just gone what right is away he coming to talk about is he just showing up to show up or is he like campaigning for biden um, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, Wisconsin also has a, a huge um, UAW population. Like, uh, there are a lot of auto workers within the state. So I think he probably might be doing some rallies around around the state. But there's also, like, talks about, like, electoral future, a.k.a. endorsing. He already did endorse Biden officially, so I, I assume he'll probably bring it up. But whatever it ends up being. Yeah. That's a weak, it's, a weak, it's a weak move by Bernie, but we move. It happens. You know, uh, it's like, speaking of, like, progressive well, you know, Speaking of senators... Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna hit it with our, our. I mean, our. Actually, honestly, at this point, might be my favorite senator, the big boy yep. himself, John Fetterman. Our man. Uh, our man. The hoodie wearing, gym short wearing, Adam Sandler drip goat. Six eight, was, by the way. I mean, he was. I mean, he was. Yeah, at, at least uh, was dishing it out on Twitter uh, recently. So the Senate. Well, the Hogs have been mad. They're squealing. Uh, what's new? The Senate. Uh, well, nothing. But the Senate has relaxed their dress code. Um, Fox News believes it is to accommodate the, the god himself, uh, John Robinette Fetterman. And because um, he's got drip and, you know, they don't like his drip. Mm-hmm. And so they, he it, is it, it, the the, and they're throwing a fit about it. And he it, he's clapping back hard. Uh, Fox News said, you know, he like retweeted a Fox News or re-X'd. I don't know what it is now. Um, yeah, it, it's still it's a still Fox Twitter. News article. Basically blaming him for uh, the relaxed things and how this was the worst thing ever. And he goes, yeah, if vaping in a theater and grabbing the hog, you guys would make me a force, uh, a folk hero. Calling out our everybody's favorite Colorado congressman, Lauren Boebert, who got kicked out of a theater in Colorado for vaping, being loud, and grabbing her boyfriend while she's still married penis in the theater. Yep. While he was going full second base. Yeah. To the extreme. My, my, favorite, thing, my favorite thing about Lauren Boebert is that she's like... She's, like, the staunch, like, anti-abortionist, like, family values Republican. Like, she didn't have her first kid at 17, drop out of high school. Uh, her son got a 14-year-old <laughs> pregnant at 17. Uh, but all of this out of wedlock. She got married, and now she's in the process of getting a divorce, but isn't divorced yet, and is dating nope. somebody else and groping him up in the fucking theater. It's so awesome. The epitome of family values, gentlemen. 36-year-old grandmother. 36-year-old grandmother. Her 17-year-old son knocked up a 14-year-old. It's great. It's awesome. Was there ever any rules that you couldn't just wear whatever you wanted? I mean, yeah, aside had, from, like, public decency. No, they had a uh, dress code. <laughs> it's never, like, been, like, a law, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, like, you, you'll get, like, censured or something if you break it, but... <laughs> no, yeah, the Lauren Boebert, like, whole saga has been absolutely nutty and insane. Because the more the story con- continues to go forward, the more crazy it gets. Like, her yeah. date, for example. Their first date, Maya, mind you, when they were doing all this. And the footage is absolutely fantastic. I would recommend anyone to go check it out for themselves. But during their first date with this random man. Now, who is this man, you may wonder? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But what's more important is he owns one of the very few gay bars in the state of Colorado. He is also a registered Democrat who has been secretly dating Lauren Boebert for many months. While I may remind you, she is still married. 
And even hmm. better, this just just came out today. I was I was reading up a little bit on it too. She actually might be facing public ludity charges, like uh, like public indecency charges because of what she was doing in the theater. That's so awesome. That is it awesome. would be so awesome if that happens, and I just I, I pray that it does. Like, please, yeah, police, thing, use your force to go get her. The footage of her getting kicked out is so funny. A fucking Beetlejuice, like, come on. And she did the classic, "Don't you know who I am? I'll call the mayor on you." Like, what? The, what are you talking you about? Who my dad is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, my dad is in the Congress. I can't believe she's in Congress, dude. That's I don't just, think I, she, I don't, dude. <laughs> I don't think she will get reelected in 2024, to be fair, especially after this saga. But even in 2022, she only won her House seat by 530 votes, which is yep. insanely close. Out of nowhere, no one, no pollster ever thought that she even had a chance of losing. Yeah, but and here this random yeah, I mean, Adam Frisch uh, guy comes and goes. You're failing to consider one thing, and that's she's hot. That's okay. My dad says that too, and everyone says that. I don't think she is. Like her face is so like compressed. I, I just I don't find her like facial features attractive. We need okay. some visual evidence. Listen, here. she is a top three most attractive congressperson. Female congressperson. Marjorie Taylor Green being number one. Don't you dare. She looks like a horse. <laughs> Marjorie Titan Green. Stop it. <laughs> no, I mean it would be her and AOC are like top two. You know, uh, speaking of AOC, I actually looked this up the other day because I was just wondering. Um, AOC, um, there was a Netflix documentary made when she first got elected t- called Taking Down the House, and I watched it the other day because I was, I was bored, and I was like, I turned it on. I was like, oh, it's pretty good. And I looked up, like, how much she has, like, changed, like, voting re- record-wise. I knew she had kind of, like, moderated out in, since her first term, but I didn't know how much. I also didn't realize. So her first campaign was entirely grassrooted, no corporate donations whatsoever. For her 2024 campaign, would you, would you care to take a guess at how much money she's raised corporate-wise? Millions. 3000 Griffin is a lot closer. I think, I think the total ended up being like $1.3 million. The top donor being, of course, Apple. The second being... Of uh, course. Yep, second being Google. And then there were also a couple car companies. And just general, like, the big names, the one that she always claims to hate, have given her hundreds of thousands of dollars for her campaign. So Shocking. I just... So fun! I I love moderation in the Democratic Party. That's what I want. I I just want controlled opposition, guys. That's that's what I really want. Progressive Dude, politics. I no, actually don't want boring. any legitimate. Yeah, any legitimate progressive left wing politics. Absolutely not. I want controlled opposition to further advance the interest of the elites. I fucking love it, yes. dude. With so our favorite, you know, our favorite controlled opposition leader just announced she's running for re-election in 2024. I'm talking oh, Nancy with the plan, it, Pelosi. <laughs> 2024, she'll be I running about for her that. wife yeah, I, of the most prolific stock trader of all time. <laughs> who, who has sex like with David DePay. 40% of people. <laughs> I, I don't know if these are the exact numbers, but I heard like 40% <laughs> of people think that the age limit for congressional, for any federal uh, politician should be like between 60 and 70. And like twenty five percent of people think it should be fifty. Yeah, fifty I, seems low, but fifty's a little low. low but, but I mean, I, I think seventy is <laughs> probably a good line. Yeah, sixty five seems okay. Like whatever yeah. you're allowed to retire, that should they should be they should have to retire. It's not an yeah. option. I yeah, think, exactly. Like, well, ideally, America has a, a minimum retirement or has a retirement age, a maximum retirement age, and we that's so our leaders to retire at that. Don't stage. do that. 
you know, famously too socialist. I'd even be okay with you can go above that age as long as when you were elected you were younger than that age. Yeah, you have to be ele- in order to run for office. You have to be below the age. Like, say I get elected at, I could get elected at sixty nine and three hundred sixty four days. Yeah, but, and serve out your well, term. I take like office that, at sixty nine and three hundred sixty four days, and mm, yeah, serve out my term, but. There's like a PDF. I've, this is on an actual government website. I looked up Congress members with pictures and it brought up this government website that has a PDF of every fucking Congress ever, like that they oh. have pictures of. God damn. And it's like 4K level pictures. I was wondering Jesus. why it was taking so long to load, <laughs> but this is crazy shit. Anyways, I was, I, this is back to our who's the hottest member of Congress. Right now, I'm seeing a bunch of losers. I'm not going to lie. There are a bunch of losers in Congress. They're not great. I mean, they're fine no. for their age, but they are, they're they are old. Most of them are old. We're yeah. sleeping on I Diane a, Feinstein, oh, guys. Well, first Come of all, on. I drove through, a, I, I <laughs> drove through um, the other day, I drove through Arthur, North Dakota, home of everybody's favorite governor and progress, uh, presidential candidate, Doug Burgum. Uh, I also he, saw a Doug Burgum ad for the first time the other day. He didn't qualify for the second debate, and I'm so sad. I know. I need him on that still stage. still has commercials. He's fundraising, bro. He's got it. He's got Dude, it, bro. I love Doug. I would vote for Doug Burgum. We need him He's on there. Small-town billionaire. Dude, there's literally a big-ass sign in Arthur that says, Home of Governor Doug Burgum. <laughs> Remember, he's from a town of 300 people. Being up on this also, debate stage is quite the honor. Yeah, oh, Arthur is tiny. I've gone and fucking got blitzed in a barn in Arthur like, every day of my oh, every weekend yeah. of my freshman year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was also in Bismarck. The North Dakota State Capitol is the it's worst awful. building, the worst Capitol building. It's literally yep. just an all gray fucking concrete office building. The um, <laughs> For your information, the headshots are apparently all from when they were elected. So Diane's headshot is 30, 31 years old. <laughs> yeah. so she actually looks better than several of the people on here because in this oh. picture, she's only like, what, 60? Only 60, yeah, when she first got elected. Yeah. Only 60. I, um, so yeah. speaking of congressional and like House um, shenanigans, we did have quite the... Um, development since we've been gone uh kevin mccarthy uh, speaker of the house has officially opened a impeachment inquiry into president joseph robinette brandon now what is this impeachment inquiry about of course it's about hunter brandon and the fact that his dick is simply too big he has too much sex with hookers he does too much cocaine and we need to charge him for it that's what, what it is they're jealous. He's, they're he's scared. just too cool. Okay, we got to exactly. Stop we gotta stop he is him. absolutely too much he's of a Republican, cool. and they're way too scared. But they opened this impeachment favorite, inquiry. My favorite thing about go ahead, Griffin. Go ahead. Go. Oh, oh. I was gonna say it's my favorite thing about the Hunter Biden case is that, like, especially the gun one, is that the like the law that they're charging them on is one that Republicans have been trying to get removed. For the last, like, couple years. Like, they're trying to get rid of this gun law. But they're like, no, but Hunter Biden did it. As Griffin alluded to, uh, the uh, president's son, Hunter Biden, has was also formally indicted on his first of suspected three, uh, three suspected different criminal investigations into him. 
the first of which being uh, two or three counts on a felony gun charge about lying to purchase a weapon. The other two involved uh, tax fraud and one other one. I can't remember the third one. But the combination of all three of them may simply be the most divorced dad Republican voter crimes of all time. You're talking Second Amendment rights, goddammit, and taxation is theft. So what, what are we going after him for? He's just being a goddamn patriot. Free Hunter Biden. <laughs> just a red-blooded American. Free Hunter yeah, Biden. <laughs> exactly. But um, so back to the impeachment inquiry. Um, Kevin McCarthy facing uh, uh, Republican uh, challengers from his far-right Freedom Caucus, the, the fun guys in Congress that you get to hear about. They are basically saying, all right, it's time to impeach Joe Brandon. He is simply too much of Biden. Uh, he, he's, he's clearly collaborating with his son uh, in these foreign business deals, but it's time to get him out of there. We need to go. So they open this impeachment inquiry without a vote, which is interesting to note because in 2019, um, for Trump's first, in de- or in first impeachment, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the current speaker at the time, was set to open this impeachment inquiry without a vote. She was just going to start it. And McCarthy was on record saying, if you don't vote for it down ba- or down the uh, House floor, it doesn't count. It's not official. Um, McCarthy seems to have forgotten that he said that because he does not have the votes to do it on the floor. So he just opened one without a vote. Love it. Absolutely awesome. But what's the best part is, of this whole thing? That is the classic. Um, the classic. Uh, have you watched the Innuendo Studios video? Uh, they yep. go high, we go low. Absolutely. Is, if you guys haven't, I won't explain it, but it is I it is a banger. I would I would ten out of ten recommend Innuendo Studios. Uh, we so go high, they, or they go high, we go low. Innuendo they go Studios low, we go high, is, like that. It is a banger. It's so good. Yeah. Innuendo yeah. Studios His in general is really good. Series is so good. Yeah, yeah. how to radicalize an army. He's very he's so a very good. good speaker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. His whole alt right playbook like series is phenomenal. It's so true too. That is all. But yeah, it's based. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 2020, uh, tr- uh, Donald Trump, the former and AKA current president, let's be real, uh, issued uh, Trump issued a DOJ statement, which issued a binding legal opinion that basically said that impeachment inquiries are invalid, legally invalid, unless there is an official vote of the House. So it's still in the books. It's legally binding. And McCarthy did not call a vote. So therefore, this impeachment inquiry, according to Donald Trump's own law, is not valid. It's just not real. So we love that. We love that they're just hmm. not doing things. The first hearing on this impeachment inquiry is set to happen next yeah. week, September 28th. And they're requesting and they're subpoenaing records both from Hunter Biden and James Biden, Joe Biden's brother. Go ahead, Nick. I was going to say. Congress people feel kind of like police officers in that fact, in that they don't have to know what all the laws are. They just kind of use their judgment, and it gets figured out later. You bring up something very interesting that I I saw today, actually. I don't remember what state it was in. It was somewhere in the South. Um, But it was was a case. I I think it went to a state Supreme Court, and all the way to the top. But it was a case, basically, where a police officer pulls this guy over for having a one-broken brake light and upon doing so searches his vehicle and finds drugs and arrests him however according to whatever state he was in law you only had to have one functioning brake light which he did which means that the officer did not have probable cause to pull him over and therefore did not have reasonable cause to search his vehicle and therefore his charges should be dismissed um and the and the uh the judge and the supreme court said no fuck you 
Uh, cops don't know how to have to know the law, but you do. So lick my balls. I yeah. love this country so much. I mean, much. That, that's kind of been the precedent. It's yeah. kind of been the precedent everywhere. Well, I'm strange that doesn't fall under, like, illegal collection of evidence. Uh, that's like, what they tried I mean, to That's argue. what they were trying Fourth to argue, I guess, yeah. but I don't know. That, that seems bizarre. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, I think it's fine. Like, 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 cops are not lawyers, and I think it's unrealistic. Uh, well, I, unrealistic in our current society to expect policemen to have the understanding of a law that lawyers do. I mean, even lawyers don't know the entire law you know, word for word, like criminal justice lawyers, you know, like there's even specialties of lawyers. So I think it's unreasonable to expect cops to know every letter of the law, just as it is unreasonable to expect a normal fucking dude to know every letter of the law. So if you get something, that's why, like, I think like citations even, like, unless you have, like, repeated citations for the same thing within, like, or like there shouldn't even be a fine associate, like, unless it's, like, speeding, where it's clearly posted. But if, like, you do something, like, yeah, you actually, like, didn't, like, a super confusing intersection or something. You're like, well, you should have just known. Like, what do you mean? Right, yeah, you can't walk your dog down the sidewalk on Thursdays at 645. And you get arrested. Yeah. You're like, well, how the fuck was I supposed to know that? Like, or, or fines for, like, city or even neighborhood yeah. ordinances. It's like, how? What? It's not posted. Why am I supposed to know? And they're like, well, ignorance of the laws is a defense. Like, well, the fucking cop doesn't know the law. So, <laughs> yeah. It's completely illegal to be a hog and ignorant. Me. It's not a civilian. <laughs> So like great. when I when I uh when I got my concussion for pulling down that lamppost, I know it's a horrible oh story myself. <laughs> well, Did sorry, you tell so. that story? I don't know if I sold it on the podcast before. Do you want me to tell? I don't it? think you have. You could go for it. But, Still car related. Uh, so yeah, true. <laughs> uh, if you guys know what an Eno hammock is, basically it's a portable hammock, and you attach two straps to a tree or to two trees, and then you uh you know suspend a hammock between it. And I was going to set one up at our local park with another one of my buddies. However, we could not find two trees close enough to each other. What we did, however, find was one tree and one streetlight. And so we hung up the hammock between those. Like, you know, it's a good idea. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll work out great. Uh, it did not work out great. Um, <laughs> my good buddy goes to uh, climb into the hammock and uh, all of a sudden he's on the ground. And I'm like, that's weird. As I look up to my right and there's a lamppost falling towards my face. <laughs> and it gives me a swift bonk on the head. Uh, <laughs> Before falling on my friend's arm, and uh, I cut open my forehead, gave me a gave me a good old concussion, and I mean it shattered the top. I mean the streetlights. It, it literally was not attached to the ground, which is fucking bullshit. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that cops, seems unsafe for yeah, like exactly. the city to just allow that to be. I mean, what it's, if somebody leaned up against it? Like a strong wind, right? <laughs> a car crash, like <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and so we were gonna. Our plan was to fucking skedaddle. We were gonna run. You know, because I, I was 16 at the time. I don't know what to do. Unfortunately for us, there was a church group at the park who saw this all come over and ran up to, like, see if we were okay. You know, <laughs> fuck them for being good people. They're going to hell, right. according to Sister yeah, exactly. Uh, True. And so they, they're like, well, we should probably call the police. You know, this thing should be sitting on the ground like that. And I was like, no, that's okay. You don't have to do that. Like, you know, we'll take care of it. And like, no, the guy's already on the fucking phone. I'm like, you fucking motherfucker. Whatever. <laughs> Cop shows up. And uh, he's like, well, well, he's like, well, there might be a city ordinance against hammocks in parks. And I'm like, well, is there? And he goes, well, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to find out. And I was like, you don't fucking know. How am I supposed to know? Like, what so the fuck awful. is that? It's and he's so like, well, you might, you might have to pay for it. I'm like, I might have to pay for it, or I am going to have to pay for it. He goes, well, I don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? Isn't this your job? <laughs> yeah. It seems kind of fucky to me. So we didn't have to end up paying for it. We had no, like, 
legal repercussion for it in the end. But uh, I like this fucking bullshit. Fuck I you. can't believe you didn't. Like, are they made of really lightweight aluminum or something? Because I can't believe um, it didn't break your skull. If I'm being totally honest, it didn't hit me super square. Okay. It kind of it. Kinda, it kinda, I looked up and it kind of like moved and it kind of like glanced like at an angle off the side of my forehead. So I don't, know if I, I don't know if you can see it. I have a scar right here. I've um, I've noticed like a little mark there, but it's really yeah, it's not, not bad. It's not very big, but I it kind of glanced me. But it gave me a good bonk. I can and imagine then it, so. <laughs> my buddy didn't get hit by it, but it did. It it fell and like pinned his arm, and like there was a bolt stick out of it that like punctured his arm. So you had to go to the hospital for that, like tetanus. But uh, I, I got a good concussion from that. It was right before we went to Glacier. Could you Captain lift Charles. it off of his arm? Were you uh, capable? Yeah, I did with help from a couple other people. So I don't know how heavy it actually was, but okay. But it, like it had a dome, like a plastic dome on top that shattered. So like the, yeah. there was like a turned on streetlight just. Because it was the sun was setting like on the grass, like yeah, it's probably a fire hazard. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe a fire hazard. Who knows? Yeah. You know these, you know, two hundred and fifty watt street lights is probably yeah. fine. It was literally like it was like a four inch <laughs> concrete pedestal, and then no attachment to it. I mean, not a fucking screw, nothing. It was just sitting That's on awesome. it. That's so bizarre. I that I love that story. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> Infrastructure. Anyway, I I, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the yeah. episode. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate always this. That is always a great story to hear. I've heard it so many times, but it's so great. Just get killed by Waconia City property. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, Waconia was trying to kill me. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I will, I will uh, wrap up the impeachment stuff with uh, one more final comment. Then we'll go back and we will end uh, discuss the rest of the episode talking about uh, UAW as well as just like the and the response from both the media, uh, Brandon and the UAW themselves. But um, basically, the takeaway from this impeachment inquiry is it's basically a nothing burger. I don't expect anything to happen because if something were to happen, if there was actually credible evidence of uh brandon committing a crime they would have already gotten him out of office let's be real they would have done this months ago but they just can't and their own witnesses keep saying there's no evidence what are we doing here even their expert drop dead witness who said absolutely like they're like this is the guy this is the guy I promise has been on record in congressional hearings saying joe biden did not commit a single impeachable offense <laughs> so they're basically trying to criminalize having a fail son and in america having a fail son is not illegal um even though it, it should be let's be real we could have kept george bush out of office it's so a, it's almost a way of life <laughs> exactly and uh speaking of another fail son uh did you guys see happen to see what happened to donnie jr today donald trump jr i did not no is uh his twitter got hacked I this morning not, no his Twitter got hacked this morning, and before anyone could retrieve it, it was sent out with two separate tweets. The first being, uh, I am sorry to announce that my father has passed away. I'll be running for his seat instead in 2024. And the second tweet was, fuck at Joe Biden, stupid ass N-word. In the actual official tweet from, Hunter, from uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s official Twitter. <laughs> And if it's anything like his That's father, awesome. the password was guessable within five attempts. You guys remember when Trump's uh, Instagram got hacked back in 2020? Oh, yeah. 
His password was I Donald Trump MAGA believe- 2024. It took them like that 10 seems guesses. pretty guessable. Exactly. He also, he also, I see another one of the tweets he had was uh, some interesting messages from Jeffrey Epstein, dot, dot, dot. Oh, boy. <laughs> Lovely. I, I was looking, it, it made me think of when Twitter Blue, like, first started, and oh, just yeah. anybody could change their name and get verified <laughs> to whatever they want. That was my favorite was, with the EY Lily, and they're like, oh it's now God, free, it and they're so stuck good. fucking tanked. That was so It was funny. so good. It was so good. awesome. That was so, so awesome. awesome. It, so it happened good, to dude. a couple companies, but yeah. obviously, yeah, that was the biggest one. Which is so based, funny. absolutely. Uh, I have one last, one last little piece of absolutely ridiculous, stupid news. Um, Maren Morris, who is an alleged country singer, I think she considered herself a country music singer. Whether or not you would consider her music to be country music is up to you. I am personally not a fan. I mean, she's she's very talented, of course. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of her music. She has decided she was she was beefing with Jason Aldean and Jason Aldean's wife after you know the whole try that in a small town saga. Hell yeah, brother! She tried that in a small town, <laughs> and uh, she got she got beef, and um, basically, uh, she's like, yeah, you know what? Um, I'm sick of making music for a bunch of racist homophobes, so I'm gonna stop making country music. And people were pissed at her, which is so funny. Because, like, okay, hold on, hold on. Like, oh, I, like, the train of logic is wild. It's so funny to me. It's like, okay, fuck Maren Morris because she said gay people and black people deserve human rights. Um, but also fuck Maren Morris because she doesn't, because I, because she's not going to make music for me anymore. <laughs> like, it's the same thing as Tyra Childers. It's like, people are like, if you're like, you need to know your fan base. Like, you need to know, like, you know, people who listen to country music uh, have these kind of values. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe I don't like the people with that value, so I'm not gonna make fucking music for them anymore. Like it's yeah, exactly. like, why, why would you release why would you release a gay video? You're like, don't you know your audience? I don't give a fuck about my audience. Yeah, exactly. If you're a homophobe in my audience, fuck you, don't listen to my music. Fuck off, yeah. brother. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you find offense in a music video to my song, please don't listen to it or any of the rest of my music. Like Yeah, abso- absolutely. It's so funny. People are uh Dude, hogs are such fucking crybabies. I love it. Uh, there was a take I heard today. There, I think it was from Head in the Office. Um, great pod. Definitely listen to it if you haven't. But I, I heard them talk about it today. Transphobia and like homophobia in general is such a mental illness in the sense of transphobes will think about trans people more than trans people. They genuinely have trans on the mind all the time. Like everything they see around them is just trans, trans, gay, trans. Oh my god, a normal ass looking rainbow. Let's cancel well, the sky. Like, what are you talking about? It's confirmation bias. There I mean, people that hate that kind of stuff are just looking for reasons to hate it. Yeah. The, I mean, they're the same people that think that teachers are indoctrinating elementary school students. Like, it, yeah, it's they're so, dumb. They're it's just like the, dumb. it's the same thing as like the it's like they think the way they think about gay or trans people versus like straight people. It's like you see a pregnant woman walking down the street, you don't immediately think, "Oh yeah, she fucked." <laughs> like, Maybe you, you don't. Gay, but like you see, a, but like you see a gay dude, but like you see a gay guy walking down the street, and the first thing they think is like, "Yeah, he's taking it in the ass. He, he's taking it in the ass right now." Like, right yeah, now, you're the weirdo thinking about so that, like, man. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, 
Why yeah. are you thinking about gay sex so much? God, what does that say exactly. about you? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, for the last probably 10, 12 Some minutes people. we got here, we're, we will be discussing the uh, United Auto Workers strike as it continues on. Like I said, hot labor has transitioned into hot, into hot fall, labor fall. And I am so in for it as here we all obviously stand in solidarity with the striking workers, especially I'm going to show two clips of the two CEO of two CEOs, one from Ford uh, and then one from General Motors, two of the big, two, uh, two of the big three that are being stricken against. And after you hear these responses, you will understand that these people are capitalistic demons and certain beliefs that I cannot publicly state should be um, should maybe happen. I don't know. But so I will first start with the this in clip. Minecraft, of course. Of course, yes. I will start with this clip from um, the CEO of Ford, who is being interviewed by um, CNBC. As soon as it, can you guys see? It? I don't know if it's loading on your screen or not. Do you see it now? It's uh, coming in. Something popped up. Oh, I yep. can see it. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Jim so, Farley is the CEO of Ford. God, I yes. hate Jim Farley. What a piece of shit. When asked by a reporter um, what he was thinking about these strikes, this is what the man had to say. And by the way, everything he says here has been debunked uh, by labor analysts and by economics experts in general. So uh, it's about a 30-second clip. For the last two weeks, but nothing they have. going on. We've received no counteroffer from John Bain in the UAW. Nothing at all? No. How frustrated are you with the situation? Well, we've never seen it before. Uh, in 80 years, we've always been able to work through these differences uh, because we're always on the side of labor at Ford. We have the highest UAW account. We have more people than anyone, build more vehicles. We've never seen anything like this. It's, it's frustrating because many of our team members have negotiated successfully on non-economic issues with the national... Yes, he also then so, goes on to, uh, to state that if so they were awesome. to... Yeah, he goes on to state that if they were to accept the demands that the UAW has, that they would be bankrupt within two years, which is one. I can't even begin to explain how much of a lie it is. (laughs) So a little bit of history on the relations of UAW with the the auto manufacturers. Um, As many of you may know, 2007, 2008. We had a bit of a you know a financial crisis, a bit of a recession, and the uh, in turns that happens with that, not a lot of people were purchasing automobiles, and the car manufacturers were struggling, and so they went to the UAW and they said, hey, you know, like we're having a hard time, we need you to work with us, and the UAW is like, we understand, you know, like we're in a recession, we're and they took pay cuts, they took benefit cuts, they took all these cuts. And it allowed the auto industry to survive. Like without it, they most likely go disappear. The American auto industry is gone if these like they do not take these cuts. And so now we get 10, 15, you know, 10, 15 years later, and they didn't they they have managed to get back what they gave up in the first place, but that's it. They've got nothing new. And they're like, hey, you know, you guys are making trillions of dollars, hundreds of quarter billions, like quarter trillion dollars, like maybe wanna, you know. You know, remember when we helped you out? And they're like, um, get to the following stock buybacks. <laughs> it's so Suck my dick. A 40% increase in executive wages. Oh, yeah. We will Ford get to the revenue graph. for 12 months ending 
Ford revenue for 12 months ending June 30th, 2023 was 170, 171 billion dollars. Yep. And that's just Ford. So fun. 15% increase year over year. Yep. Sounds about right. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're 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 going we're going to get to the fun graph that basically shows how greedy these people are. But I have one more clip to show and this so as you saw there um uh, Jim Farley was being interviewed on CNBC, which is a obviously uh, capitalistic news organization. They're basically like the business, like basically capitalism media core. Um, so they kind of allow CEOs to kind of just say whatever they want, whatever they, they agree with them. They know their best, right? But CNN, the Clinton News Network themselves, actually did their job and pushed Communist back news on Network. it. Exactly. On a different CEO, the CEO of General Motors. And she is asked specifically why these people seem to be so so unfair when her compensation is $29 million a year. And when present, presented with this question, she basically looks as if no one has ever even thought to ask that question before because that would be simply too reasonable. So let's see how this uh, fantastic person decided to answer this question. There we go. The union is demanding, asking for a 40% wage increase over four years. They're asking for that in part because they say CEOs like yourself, uh, leading the big three, are making those kind of pay increases over the course of the last four years. You've seen a 34% pay increase in your salary. You make almost $30 million. Why should your workers not get the same type of pay increases that you're getting leading the company? Well, if you look at uh, compensation, my compensation, 92% of it is based on performance of the company. I think one of the strong aspects of the way our compensation for our represented employees is designed is not only do, are we putting a 20% increase on the table, we have profit sharing. So when the company does well, everyone does well. And for the last... So that was a fucking lie. Deflection, maybe. Fun fact. So that was a straight up lie. <laughs> If you were to take a guess as to how much profit sharing General Motors has engaged in in the last ten years, what would you what would you guess at money wise? Well, and that's like every time a company says profit sharing, tangent, it's like pennies. I mean, yeah, pennies, I was going to say of pennies on the dollar. Less than one percent off the top. Yeah, maybe less They've than sent half out, a percent even. They were bragging about giving $75,000 in profit sharing back to their employees. Not 75000 per person, 75000 in total. 75000 total <laughs> to their uh, to their 1,000 workers that they have? Because least. they're so generous. They're all just a big family. They truly care about their workers. So how many? Hold on. 75000 is fucking... I'm doing some quick maths right now, so that's 1,000 million billion. <laughs> 75,000 divided by 150 billion. Let's just take a wild stab here. <laughs> How many zeros is um, it? General Motors currently... So I would like it's, to also point out... Uh, what is that? Seven zeros before there's a significant digit? Let's go! Uh, I would like to point out one little thing here. Uh... Would you like to guess how many... So, General Motors profit sharing is $75,000. Uh, would you like to guess how many people General Motors employs? Is it's it like over a million? 40,000 or something? 
No, it's 167,000. So everybody's getting 50 cents. <laughs> Let's, go! 50 Let's go. Let's go. Capitalism is over. See that. That's so funny, dude. Capitalism yeah, is hey, over. That, that's communism. That's communism. Everybody's getting a free 70. They're getting a free 47 cents, bro. That's communism. <laughs> yes, ab- absolutely. Um, so yeah, those are the two demons that these people are fighting against. And you can see, um, unlike a lot of labor movements in the past, why these particular strikes have a nearly 75% approval rating across the American population, including notable figures like Joe Brandon. He has come out and fully supported the workers, citing that no one wants to strike, even the workers, which is true. No one wants them, but they need to happen. They should have the complete collective right to bargain for their wages and make a better life for themselves. Big dub for Brandon following his disastrous train epidemic last year. The other yeah, leading candidate for... Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, the other leading candidate for president 2024, Donald Trump, uh, gave an interview with Meet the Press on this last Sunday with Kristen Welker. Um, and she asked him directly if, she, if he supported the workers. And obviously he can't say that. So he basically went on a rant about how electric vehicles are going to be uh, the communist China's like wet dream and how the auto industry won't even be in America in the next 25 years anyway. So they're basically striking for nothing. He did say he's like, they should do what they want, but they won't have a job because Joe Biden is selling them to China. So great stance to take, Donnie. <laughs> Famously pro worker. Hello, boy, Donnie. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of Donnie, I am pissed he's not going to the next debate. I am also very sad. He is filming a live uh, Detroit rally for the auto workers. So I really hope that this time it'll actually be live and you have to like choose. We can see how many views he actually got instead of his 230 million Twitter views. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So dumb. Does Twitter have 230 million users? It's a great question. But... Uh, as I pulled up, if you are watching along with the video presentation, I pulled up a fam- a very famous graph that is floating around um, as poor these strikes are going. This graph was uh, originally compiled for by the UAW doing their own internal market research as well as quarterly reports and everything like that. This is, uh, these are all completely uh, correct numbers. They have been sourced time and time again. Between Ford, GM, and Stellantis, the big three automakers, let's evaluate this graph from right to left, shall we? The labor cost for a vehicle on your far right is four to five percent that means the average worker has only earned a four to five percent pay increase that's how much it costs to build the car how much it costs for the labor to make the car pay with salaries and everything like that with the uaw top wage being about six percent wage you know what you consider that in the last four years four to five percent six percent a year there are worse jobs right however when you look at the third column from the right the inflation column from 2019 to 2023 you see a number of going up 20 percent which in all actuality means that all of these people have taken a 15% pay cut in the last four years. Don't ever let them forget the inflation because it's not co- a tied to cost of living. So they're real, really getting paid 15% less than they were four years ago. Right next to that, we have the average price of a car. You know, the thing that the actual labor is producing and building on the factory floor. The average price for a car has gone up 34% in the last four years, meaning that the 15% pay cut that the workers have gotten, they can't even afford the things that they're building anymore, which is truly the dogma of capitalism at its finest. Skipping over the massive bar in the middle, we'll get back to that in just a little bit because it makes me so happy. We get to the CEO pay, as our favorite two interviewees just talked about. Their pay has gone up 20 or has gone up 40%. 
considering 20% inflation, that means they've gotten a 20% increase over the last four years, as opposed to a 15% pay cut by the actual laborers. Remember, these are the CEOs that do fuck all on the factory floor, have never touched a car in their entire lives, except for the billions of money that they get just from the little uh, servile pigs working on the factory floor. Never forget that. And on the far left, we have the North American profits between the three companies. Those in the last four years have gone up 65%, as Nick alluded to earlier, a year-over-year increase just going up and up and up, making billions of dollars. And finally, we have the creme de la creme of capitalism, stock buybacks. You can see that these rest of these bars are fairly normal numbers, except for when you get to this one, where it has gone up 1,500% in the last four years, all from dividends and stock buybacks. Now, what are stock buybacks, if you're wondering? Basically, it's where the company takes their profits, pumps it back into the uh, shareholder value on the stock market to make it look like a lot of people are buying it out in the ether in the wilderness, so their stock prices are higher, their shareholders get more value, and even the CEO gets more compensation. That's why when you heard her ask about the uh, 92% compensation important tied to her salary, that's what she was referring to. And fun fact I did not know, stock buybacks used to be illegal um, until our favorite president, Ronald McDonald Reagan, in 1982 made them legal. Thank you, Reagan. Shocking. Every single day. <laughs> it's always fucking yeah. Reagan. God damn yeah. it. Always, always heard, Reagan. Always saying, Reagan. I, I heard a saying literally yesterday. The piss of the rich does trickle down onto the poor. Yeah, <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, another yeah. fun fact about like related to that too is Ronald Reagan's grave is considered like the top five places to piss in the United States. So, if you ever have if you ever have time, you ever in the ever in the area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I if I ever see Ronald Reagan's grave, I'm gonna take a fat shit right on the headstone. I swear to God. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, yeah, so these graphs make me mad. Make it should make everyone mad, and sh- that's why you should always stand solidarity with these workers. They are striking for a very good cause to actually be able to, you know, live and maybe even, I don't know, buy the product that they're making, get their retirement benefits back that they had to voluntarily give away, like Griffin mentioned. They're just trying to get those back, the the, the gifts that our parents and grandparents literally took for granted that they just stripped away and never gave back because, ooh, that's more money in our pockets, sir. Thank you very much. Fuck you on the way out. And we um, continue to see these uh, strikes will continue to go forward. They are planning more more targeted strikes to disrupt the supply chain. I believe the estimated was every day that they are on strike, it would cost the three companies 2 or $3 billion. And the fun part of that figure is that the uh, overall demands for of the UAW workers who are asking for a 40% pay increase over the next four years and uh, other things among them, in total, uh, it would cost the entire company, uh, between the big three, I believe $12 billion. A little simple math would say if it's costing $2 billion a day, in a week, you've literally paid for yourself. <laughs> Unless my math is completely wrong on that. But, yeah. Yeah. So dumb. Ah! Very dumb. You hate to see it. Mm. But yes, solidarity forever. Um, um, we here at TLGR will keep everyone updated. And yeah, Go ahead, Nick. Do we have any any time left, or are we going to wrap it up? I can save this for next time, actually. Depends on how long you want to talk for. Well, I mean, I was... I This is old news. You guys might have talked about it already. Um, but it's basically, I just heard about how 
several Wall Street investors are literally buying entire developments of single-family homes so that they can rent them out. That's what rather uh, what... rather than lend mortgages, like, uh... which is why Wells Fargo pulled out allegedly. Yeah, that's what Wells Fargo's been doing. They like started a they they stopped like giving out as many mortgages and started buying up entire neighborhoods of single-family homes so they could rent yeah. them out. It was more profitable to do so. I love I it. Fucking hate it. it makes me. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> you know, you say that, but yeah. the, the home price in some places. Have you guys seen the TikTok? Se- okay, oh, this is last thing, then we can wrap it up. Have you guys seen the TikTok series of the dude that oh, compares like, Canadian homes to literal European castles? Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like yep. a so 1500 square foot home in Vancouver costs the same as like. A hundred acre, you know, fifteen thousand square foot property in, you know, Germany yeah. or something. I mean, that's because Canada is just baby America. Well, Israel's baby America. Canada is America with healthcare. Yeah, Hassan made, Hassan made a great Hassan made a great point. It's between yeah, Snow Mexico first, but it's also it's like the China Taiwan thing. It's one country, two systems. True. <laughs> that's just what it's just North True. North United States. Yeah. But yeah, I think that'll probably do it for this episode of TLGR. Yeah, (laughs) true. Uh, Episode 28 or 27 part, whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, Glad to be back. Uh, We should be back next week. I believe this planned schedule is record Mondays and release Thursdays. So you can expect us Um, next week. We might uh, next week. We will be doing a Patreon live stream of the debate uh, for sure with me and Griffin, depending on Nick's schedule, if he's available to watch it or not. We'll see how that goes. Uh, if you want to watch it and live stream it, you can uh, go and pay for $3 a month at TL, or at uh, patreon.com slash TLGRpod. Uh, and I want to give a special shout-out to our three patrons. We have uh, Steve S., um, my mom, and uh, Rocky Rocky 4. So thank you all for keeping the lights on. Uh, yeah, exactly. Cam's mom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, this has been TLGR. I've been Cameron. I've been Griffin. And I'm Nick. Thank you so much for being here. Peace. All right.